You're listening to the Elevate Your Brand podcast, where we talk to some of the smartest entrepreneurs and fastest growing brands on the market today. I'm your host, Laurel Mintz, a reformed corporate M&A attorney who founded award-winning LA-based marketing agency, Elevate My Brand. We've elevated some of the world's biggest brands from Facebook, Paw Patrol, and Verizon to innovative startups you haven't even heard of yet. Are you ready to elevate your brand? Keep listening. Hi, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Elevate Your Brand. I, of course, am your host, Laurel Mintz, and I am joined today by Katie Wilson, who is the CEO of Belly Welly. Katie, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited about this. And you guys are a brand new baby brand. So tell us what is Belly Welly aside from something that is so fun to say. <laughs> I, I agree. Um, we are very baby. So we launched the company on March 23rd. Um, we ended up launching the company the same week <laughs> that we had our baby. Uh, so it's been a whirlwind launch to say the least. But uh, we are so blown away um, and so excited by the response we've had. Um, there are clearly a lot of folks out there similar to myself who are struggling with gut issues and have been long awaiting a product like this. And so tell us at its core, what is Belly Welly? Yeah, Belly Welly um, bars are a line of snack bars intended for those who know the daily gut struggle. Uh, that can be everything from IBS to food intolerances to bloating, to IBD, to SIBO, leaky gut, the list is endless. Uh, what we know is that 70% of US Americans are dealing with daily gut issues. Um, wow. And as someone that's part of that community- It's a huge number. It's huge, it really is huge. Um, I learned firsthand that there were no snack products that fit or checked all of my boxes. And those boxes being yeah. low FODMAP, gluten-free, dairy-free, free from sugar alcohols, soft baked, and probiotic packed. Um, so Belly Welly is all of those things. Uh, it is the ultimate gut health superfood tasty treat. Um, and we're on a mission to, to continue providing snacks that not only taste amazing, but really are gut friendly. Uh, we wanna make sure consumers know we've done our homework. We know the struggle. Mm -hmm. um, and, we, and we know what it takes to make a gut friendly snack. And it's really exciting. I mean, I personally don't have a lot of gut issues. However, when I started drinking kombucha and eating more whole foods, you can see in your skin, you can mm -hmm. see in your bowel movements, you can mm -hmm. see in every part of how you live that your life just gets better. And my husband does have a lot of those issues. And so I've been making him <laughs> eat the snack and he's obsessed uh, with the minty chocolate. That's his absolute favorite flavor. Um, and they're just so fun. I mean, who would have thought to do this kind of concept in a brownie flavor, like in a brownie pack, like it makes it so easy, so digestible, no pun intended. But you know, all of what we usually get is in pill form, mm -hmm. which is exactly the problem mm -hmm. that you look to solve, That's right? Exactly right. Um, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to enjoy a brownie and get benefits at the same time. Um, and an on the go snack, you know, as someone with gut challenges, it sounds like your husband can relate. 
so much of what you're trying to solve for is something you can eat on the go that's not going to land you in the restroom two hours later. Totally. <laughs> um, he's going to be so embarrassed if he listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> he knows everything about it. So he shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And so for those that don't know, what does um, low food mapping mean? Yeah, it's a great question. So um, the, the simple version is, is low FODMAP is the diet that you will generally hear about if you walk into a GI doctor and say, I've got gut issues and I don't know what's solving them. Or, I'm sorry, what's causing them. Um, mm-hmm. It's a diet that's, that's meant to be anti-inflammatory and reduce triggers. So um, you know, the, the two most kind of hot, common high FODMAP ingredients that, that most people are familiar with are garlic and onion. Um, really? Yeah. Because with all of that, that's a bummer. <laughs> it is. It is a bummer. There's no, there's no way around it. And our bars don't have garlic and onion and we haven't solved for that yet. Um, well, they're all sweet, so they don't need those. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, as someone who, who tried the low FODMAP diet, I quickly learned that it's, it's, while it does work it's not intuitive, right? You may be able to have, um, you know, three grams of maple syrup, but you can't have four grams of maple syrup. So I found myself in grocery aisles looking at my Menashe University app, trying to decipher whether I could or couldn't eat something. And I thought there must be an easier way. This diet works. So it's an important diet to follow. But can't Mm -hmm. someone just make us a product that you know, has already done the homework that is, it, you know, is low FODMAP. And that's, that's where we went to work. Um, you know, and, and we eventually went through uh, Monash University certification. They are the gold standard. Um, they helped to create the diet. And um, yeah, I mean, to, for me, that was the game changer. That's really when I was able to get a hold of my symptoms. Amazing. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of people who are listening in, you know, most of the brands we have on are food and beverage brands because we believe in this space so much and we believe in the health and wellness space in particular. So my hope is that those listening in who are having these kinds of gut issues um, will check out the product, go to bellywelly.com, B-E-L-L-I-W-E-L-L-I.com. The packaging is so fun. Obviously, you know, our day job is that we're a marketing agency. Can you chat us through how you figured out this really beautiful packaging because I'm obsessed and the your PR packs were one of my favorites I've gotten they were oh so my cute. gosh okay well that that's awesome to hear and I I really can take no credit so um <laughs> you hired the right people <laughs> that's, you can take credit for that <laughs> well yes I mean this this brand started as a as a home kitchen brand we incubated this very very much so in our home kitchen uh, we called it something different at the time we were really trying to test the concept and we saw 800 bars get ordered in the first 24 hours of lunch. So we knew we had something there. And um, my husband originally created the bar for me because I was crying one night because I couldn't have chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) And um, so he went to work and hired a dietitian and a food scientist and created the bar. But once we had proof of concept, we knew the next critical step was creating a brand, uh, of course. And um, the other thing I knew is that gut health to me felt like a very antiquated and, and kind of sterile space, right? If you, you know, mm-hmm. start searching IBS and low FODMAP on Amazon, you see a lot of supplements and white packaging and blue lettering. And I just thought this space is very like medicinal, very medicinal. Yeah. And I thought, you know, if this is affecting as many people as it is, and, and, you know, every, we had every indication to believe that that was the case, 
this should be this should be turned on its head um and i kept Mm -hmm. thinking why can't we make gut health sexy as counterintuitive as that sounds (laughs) and let's talk about words like ibs and ibd and and bloating let's not skirt around the subject and let's let's normalize this conversation so um i actually went to the designers that i had worked with for years uh in my time at match and they're incredibly talented and i said look create something that doesn't feel like a cpg brand um that was no problem for them because they worked in tech and they created belly welly and believe it or not the wrapper design is based off of a really cool and innovative intestine uh piece of art and Hmm. the brand just continued to grow and evolve and I love all things bright and out there. And I said, look, I want it to be something that you walk by in the grocery store and can't look away. And I feel they achieved that. And I love looking at it and it makes me happy. Um, It feels light and modern and fun. And those are all Mm -hmm. things we were hoping to accomplish um, in, in this brand. Yeah, I think you did a really good job. It's, it's, I mean, for lack of a better word, it's really sexy, right? And, uh, and I have to say, your husband and you are also very sexy. Like, what a great looking couple to bring a product like this to life. Um, when I saw the press package, I was like, damn, I believe in them because I want to look like them. <laughs> You're so sweet. As new parents right now, we need that. We don't look, we, we're not looking at that. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Um, so we've talked a little bit about the packaging since you are a brand new baby startup, what has been the biggest lesson along the way so far? Oh gosh, so many. Um, I know I, I only get to choose one. Um, you know, here's one that I think is, is not obvious. Um, don't, don't go looking for perfection. Uh, that's been a really tough Mm. one for me. I want to tweak everything a million times, million and one times I'll say. And I've realized that there's a fine line between achieving perfection and moving forward. And um, it's not always, I I still have not mastered this by any means, but it's not always obvious what that line is, right? Is, you know, if it were up to me, I would tweak this and that a million and one times before, before launch, you know, there's a million things on our website that I would even love to tweak even now, but um, you got to move forward too. You got to make forward progress, and oftentimes the things that you notice, no one else is noticing. Yeah, no one else. Is. No one. Else like is. this needs to move one pixel, and everyone else is like, I don't see what you're, oh, you're totally. crazy. Oh, what are you don't talking get me about? started. I could like go <laughs> on the on same way. Radiance and color, and it's easy to to become obsessed because you're living in it. Um, it is. It is. But I think that's a really great lesson is progress, not perfection. In fact, we had that in our office yeah. because I want people to know that, first of all, it's okay to fail, which I think is a super yes. important lesson for yeah. um, new brands yeah. and any entrepreneur who is going to launch anything. I hope that everyone fails you know, at some yes. point because it's yeah. the lessons that you learn from those failures that really make you stronger on the other side. Yeah. Um, so I love that progress, not perfection conversation. And we're going to keep going. Uh, we're going to take a really quick break. We'll, we'll be right back. So stay tuned. Enjoying the episode? I certainly hope so, but we have no way to know unless you tell us. After this episode, please leave us a review on your podcast app of choice and let us know what you love and what you want to hear next. This podcast is all about you and how else are we going to elevate your brand unless you talk to us? 
All right. Thanks for sticking with us. And if you're just tuning in, I am chatting with Katie Wilson, who is the CEO of Belly Willy. Um, so we're talking about packaging and some of your uh, lessons along the way. I love all of your taglines. So I want to share some of those with your with the audience. So I love the show you're inside some love. I thought that was really, really cute. Um, and then I love on your packaging, uh, gut check your snacks. Tell, tell us a little bit about how you came up with that. Yeah, another another good story. We actually went back and forth on this. So our our original tagline when we when we launched out of our home kitchen was take the BS out of IBS. And mm. everyone loved it. That's so cute. Yeah, it's really cute. Um that said, it really speaks to those with IBS. It may not speak to to that person who's every bit a part of our community who, you know, bloats every time they have a snack. Um mm-hmm. so gut check your snacks was was something that um you know, evolved. And I think, I think it's, I think it's great. And I think it, it, you know, communicates what we're trying to communicate, but I also I have about three that I love. So to be totally honest, we, we use a couple of taglines um, and different taglines speak to different folks within our audience. And I think that's okay. Um, Absolutely. Our audience is broad, right? We have people who, you know, I hate to bring them up again. Your husband, you know, who just who has general gut discomfort. We have people who know they have IBS and have had it for seven years. So we we didn't want to alienate anyone with our tagline either. Yeah, I get that. I think that that's so fun and playful. But I also really appreciate that you wanted it to be really all inclusive, right. um, uh, not just focused on the IBS IBS community. So I love that. Um, tell us a little bit about about your partner Nick. Um, I know he's uh, you know a, a gastronomic genius and he's the one that developed this so tell us a little bit about how that came to be yeah um nick in no way shape or form had any baking experience prior to this um but he he watched me suffer from from gut issues that no one else could kind of figure out for a couple of years and he watched me kind of mourn my my old meals and my old favorite snacks and so again one night when I was in tears simply because I couldn't eat a chocolate chip cookie sounds very petty but anyone with gut issues knows that it can get the best of you he said look this feels like something I can move the needle on um so he hired a food scientist and a a dietitian and he spent 15 hours a week in our kitchen um playing with ingredients at one point we I think we owned every gluten-free flour that exists. Um, I mean, things we'd never heard of. And he, he worked at this for months. Um, you know, we, we have some funny stories we can look back at and laugh about now, but, um, had all sorts of kind of catastrophe. Um, at one point he misread and for anyone that's used absorbic acid, you know, that you use that in very small quantities. And one, mm-hmm. one recipe, we, I think used a cup of that. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. So we had all sorts of like funny baking escapades, but um, ultimately he landed on something that I just was obsessed with and um, you know, hence us launching it to the, to the broader community. That said, uh, we also knew we, we didn't fully know what we were doing. So we used, that that bar um and we took that bar to a professional formulator and said look here's here's what we know works here's what our community loves can you help us build on this bar and create a bar that's shelf stable um has probiotics that's not something we had we were able to accomplish from our home kitchen and we really wanted to do that right so she was able to take nick's homespun bar um and really make it what what we wanted it to be. So the essence of the bar is still the bar Nick created, but 
now, you know, we, we were able to add things like probiotics and certify 500 million CFU probiotics per bar. So we couldn't be happier with the way it's all turned out. And yes, I have Nick to thank. Nick was, Nick was my <laughs> hero. I love that. I mean, that's truly a, a, a strong partnership. But at what point did you realize this was going to be a business? So, you, you know, he's making this product for you because you're having all these struggles. And then you're going to actually take this and formulate this into something for the public. That's a really big leap to go from one to the other. What point did that happen? Yeah. So three months in, he was making thousands of bars a night to keep up with demand. Um, and I mean, literally hair netting up, putting gloves on and staying up till 4.30 a.m. every night. Because you told your friends and family that you were making these and everybody wanted them. Is that how that started? Yeah, I should back up a little bit. We launched the website. Um We'd grown, we'd grown a community on Facebook. We launched the website and I told Nick to prepare to make 10 extra bars a week. And we sold 800 <laughs> bars in 24 hours. Um, and that was, that was when we first started and things quickly grew and escalated. So as I mentioned, a couple months in, we had so many customers that Nick was up till 4.30 AM hand making every bar with a single oven in our home kitchen. And it became very obvious to us at that point that the business needed to A, scale and B, scale out of the kitchen. So at that point, that's when we lived in a formulator. We got up and running in a co-packing facility. Um, I don't think Nick's ever been happier to see bars coming off of a production line. Um, (laughs) I asked him the other day, I said, so is it satisfying or depressing? He said, it's both because each bar used to take him, you know, he would put his, he would hand press individual chocolate chips into each bar. So seeing it come off of a production line was both shocking and exciting all at once. And then, um, you know, as we were getting ready to raise money, we actually had an investor reach out to us and he was really excited by, about the space. He uh, was very familiar with low FODMAP and gut health and IBS and knew it was a rising trend. And so he, he led the round and then I anticipated potentially having an uphill battle in terms of education in in raising money and trying to educate people on IBS and gut health and low FODMAP. And much to my surprise, there was none of that. Everyone had some connection to gut issues or gut health and understood understood that it was a growing space and how important the space is. And, you know, we we really emphasized throughout that we wanted to do it right. We felt that a lot of the gut-friendly products on the market hadn't done the homework, weren't living in the community. And that was our promise is that we are going to do this the right way as someone who's living in this community and understands the daily struggle. So um, fundraising went went quickly. um, And then we launched on March 23rd. Unbelievable. Well, congratulations on all of that, because that's not often the journey that you hear. Um, But I think it's a testament to a few things. One, obviously creating a, a great product, you have to start there. If you don't have a great product, not going to go off shelves or off your e-commerce website. And, you know, that's just table stakes as far as I'm concerned. But also, you know, the, the fundraising aspect is so interesting. And I'd love to hear a bit more about how that process went for you. Yeah. Um, did you, were you the one pitching? Was it you in partnership? Did you find that there was any difference in being a woman in front of these kinds of um, investors? Because we often hear that, well, we all know women get, I think it's like 3% mm-hmm. or 8%, mm-hmm. some terribly low number of, uh, you know, funding out there. So talk us through a little bit about that process. Yeah, um, I honestly got lucky. I happened to cross paths. Um, I I fundraised fully by myself. um, And uh, as I mentioned, we had an amazing lead investor, which certainly helped. But the second group that we came across was 
uh, were two early employees at Smart Suites, and Smart Suites, mm-hmm. of course, had a amazing, fantastic story, and they really leveraged community um, in building their brand. And so these two investors and advisors, they they came on as both investors and advisors, really helped um, really helped helped me think in those terms. And and that is largely you know, that is why we saw some success when we launched. Um, but they just really helped underscore the importance of that as we move forward. Uh, so they came on, um, I was really, really passionate about uh, ensuring that at least 50% of the angels we brought on were female investors. And that Mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we have some really, really, really fantastic women on the cap table. Um, and then I was very, uh, cognizant of bringing on strategic, um, strategic angels. So everyone in the round brings something different and unique to the table. Um, I very intentionally brought in some, some folks from tech as well as CPG. I, I believe there's a really interesting opportunity, um, to, to bring tech into CPG as it relates to community and to build community that way. So I wanted both perspectives Mm -hmm. and I think we were able to achieve that. Perhaps probably the most interesting part of my fundraising story is I was pregnant and um, I, I chose not to share that with anyone during the entire fundraising process, not because yeah. I was scared to share it, but because um, I'd had a complicated first pregnancy, um, you know, with keeping it close to the vest on the second one. And, and before long, I was seven months pregnant and I had never mentioned it because I had fundraised during uh, um quarantine essentially so i was on zoom taking all these fundraising calls oh wow so, so no one even saw the belly exactly That's hilarious um so actually you know we we ended up having our baby um a week and a half ago and i ended up telling investors in the same call uh, that we'd had a baby and that i was in the hospital and i couldn't have asked for a more supportive group of individuals um were they shocked that they didn't know? Shocked. Yeah, we ended up having a very complicated birth. So I was in the hospital for quite a while afterwards. And uh, we had a baby at seven months when I was seven months pregnant. Wow. So she's in the NICU. And, you know, so I wrote this email to investors saying, A, I, I've been pregnant this whole time. And B, um, I'm going to have a complicated few weeks here as the business is launching. And I got nothing but incredible support. Um, wow. And yeah, I mean, incredible support. We had baby gifts coming to the house, investors offering to help. Um, It's just, it's, it's a story that um, you don't hear often. You don't No, And I just feel so lucky. Yeah. I feel so lucky. Yeah. We're gonna take another quick break. And when we come back, I want to hear what we can do to support you and the brand. So stay tuned. We are thrilled that you've joined us here on the Elevate Your Brand podcast. But did you know we have a ton more useful content on our blog page? Make sure to go to elevatemybrand.com and check out the tips and tricks that we share with you every week on how to elevate your brand via marketing, advertising, branding, messaging, social media, you name it, we've got your back. All right, y'all, chatting with Katie Wilson, the CEO of Belly Welly. Um, Katie, before the break, you were so kind to share with us uh, your your fundraising slash pregnancy journey. I mean, you don't often hear those two in tandem. I mean, it's literally giving birth to two things at the same time. That's just like, I'm sure that's exactly how you communicated it. Um, What can our community do to support the growth of the brand right now? What do you need? Yeah, that's a really great question. Uh, Spread the word (laughs) is is thing one. Um, I think we're really in a stage where we are... 
I know everyone says this, we really, really mean it. We want feedback, right? I, I'm a big believer in feedback on all things, whether it be our site, whether it be our social, whether it be our bars, we are looking for feedback on every front. I think that's how brands grow and learn. And, you know, I love the way you put it. We're still baby. We're big time baby. And we are, we are not only hearing every bit of feedback that comes our way, we're applying it. So um, please try the product. Please reach out if you have ideas for us or if you notice that, hey, I hopped on the site and it was a little slow. Why? I want to hear everything. Um, probably speaks to the, the perfectionist in me, but we are mm. leaning into that in such a big way. You have to in the beginning of phases. Yes. Like You really need to listen to your consumers because right now you have... Um, you've, you've built and you've launched and now it's time for feedback, yes. right? And yes. really smart brands close that feedback loop. They don't exactly. believe that they, yeah. they believe they have a great product, but they don't believe that it's perfect. Like our perfectionist conversation, they always believe that there's room for improvement. Yes. So I love that you're open to that feedback loop. Um, so the other questions I love to ask on this podcast are on the more personal side. So cool. we're going to flip the script a little bit. Um, So what is the one thing you could not live without during COVID and you can't say your own product? Um, Okay. Um, Let me think. I want to give you a really thoughtful answer. Um, I I got really addicted to dark chocolate. I don't know why. I did too, actually. I don't know. That's like just what came to mind. Um, It's kind of a new thing for me. But what's cool is there's a ton of really awesome dark chocolate brands out there right now. Um, So I kind of got into this mode where I was ordering a different dark chocolate brand on Instacart every week. Um, And I honestly- Have you tried Theo? Theo's my absolute favorite. They've got a toffee version. Theo is a favorite. Um, Hugh, endangered species. Uh, Mm -hmm. So right now in in my fridge, I think I have like nine dark chocolate bars. Um, (laughs) I haven't found one I don't like. Uh, I guess that's a good thing, but no, I got totally, <laughs> probably an unhealthy addiction to dark chocolate right now. <laughs> All good. Um, the, the second question I usually ask is a cocktail of choice. I know you're probably not drinking currently, but um, <laughs> it's been a minute. Are you able to sure. drink? Right. Are you able to drink with all these gut issues or was that something that you took out of your diet as well? You know, I, I did, I did take it out. Um, don't get me wrong. I love a great glass of wine, um, but it was a major, uh, a major um, trigger for me. And so Mm. about a year and a half ago, I took it out, um, realized it helped. And then, you know, of course I've been pregnant and, and, you know, now it's almost a non-issue, but uh, with that in mind, I used to love a cocktail with grapefruit juice. I know that's a little weird. Like a Paloma or a Greyhound. Yes. Um, That was always my go-to. So I'll eventually get back there, but um, feels far off That's right your now. Product line. Yeah. You've got to create a gut healthy alcohol beverage. I Nowadays, there's so many good mocktails out there. Uh, true. So yeah, maybe that's the train I'll, I'll hop on soon. <laughs> I love it. Um, back to the brand a little bit, just for a quick second. What can people do? Are there are there sites? Are there things people can do to check their gut? Like, are there um, mm-hmm. prick tests or, uh, you know, how do you figure out where mm-hmm. your sensitivities are? I'm sure you're an expert in that field. Yeah. You know, this is a fine line because you, you talk to any dietitian and I think you really run the risk if you go down the sensitivity route of cutting out too many things. Right. And so mm. 
you the elimination e- diet. Exactly. And, and right now mm-hmm. we're seeing, and, and I've had a lot of really fascinating conversations with dietitians and their biggest fear for patients is living in this fear of their patients living in this fear of eating and therefore cutting out too many things out of their diet. So mm-hmm. ideally, you know, you're, if, if you have 20 foods you're avoiding or 20 ingredients that you're avoiding, you probably have to go back and fix your gut versus just avoid mm-hmm. 20 ingredients and 20 foods. So if, if that's where you're at, you probably have to go back to the source and and work on that because it's not normal to be living with 20 food sensitivities. Um, Interesting. Now there's a lot. Can you share this a little bit? Oh, go for it. Go ahead. No, it's a great question. There's a lot of these food sensitivity tests and there's some conflicting science on, on how valid they are. A lot of conflicting science. Yeah, exactly. Um, And you know, I've, I've totally taken them. I've taken many and I haven't had a lot of success. Mine have come back, you know, sometimes with 40 all over things. the map I'm right, sure right yeah so you know I've spent a lot of time in GI doctor's offices and um I'm a big believer in the in, in going the low FODMAP route identifying your triggers mm-hmm. I do think we all have some specific triggers in my case I really am triggered by fructans um mm. and so I do my best to avoid those that said you know the low FODMAP diet isn't a diet that you should be on for the rest of your life. It's meant for you to identify the things that really trigger your symptoms and then work to avoid those. I do also believe that that gluten is an irritant for a lot of us, but I do think a lot Mm -hmm. of us cut it out unnecessarily too. Um, Real valid allergy testing is always a good thing, uh, you know, where you really go and, and you meet with an allergist. And most of us don't have real food allergies. Some of us do, and we don't know it until we go to an allergist. But I always am weary of of really leaning into the food sensitivity test because I think you can drive yourself yeah. totally nuts. Yeah, I mean, it's really back to that gut health yeah. conversation, which yeah. is yeah. if you're cutting out all of those yeah. uh, items, then there's probably an underlying yes, issue. Exactly. Actually, that's a that's a, a point of conversation we haven't touched on today, which is why is gut health so important? Mm-hmm. I know that you definitely have an opinion on this. Yeah, I mean, you touched on this at the beginning of the call, and 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 there's more and more science kind of coming out, honestly, daily speaking to this. That they're finding gut health is um, responsible for a lot. You know, everything from skin to mood to stress. Um, you know, the obvious things like bloating and constipation. Of course, um, they're finding even some diseases and viruses are linked to gut health. So, I mean, it's it's potentially the key to a lot of things. And I think, again, those the, that's coming out more and more each day. We do know there's a huge tie between gut health and mental health. Um, mm, you know, the gut brain access is a Google rabbit hole that I encourage everyone to go down. And I know what I'm doing this yeah, afternoon. <laughs> it's really interesting stuff. Um, so, you know, big believer in that. And I think Honestly, in these next five to eight years, there's going to be even more that comes out. Um, I think there's a reason, very unfortunately, that we're seeing the numbers of people with daily gut symptoms increasing year after year, especially in these last Mm -hmm. five to eight years. Probably a combination of more than one thing, whether it be the environment, whether it be additives in food, whether it be hormones. I don't think we we, we don't have a full picture yet, but what we do know is it's on the rise. Um, And that that breaks my heart, to be honest. You know, I... I wish I could solve that. I can't, you know, my contribution to this is is providing a snack product that we can eat without worry. But I do look forward to to science's contribution to the greater problem, which is that so many of us are living with debilitating gut symptoms. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, I so appreciate this conversation. I appreciate your perspective and of course the product itself. Um, any last final words of wisdom, either about gut health or about entrepreneurship that you want to leave with our audience? Yeah, gut health, there's no one size fits all. Um, I believe our bars are free from, from, from all the big triggers, but I always caveat it with it, it may not fit you. So I encourage you to try them, but don't let anyone tell you there's one size fits all when it comes to gut health. I've been on the receiving end of that and that can make your journey that much more frustrating. So you've got to do what works for you, whether that be probiotics, no probiotics, gluten, no gluten, um, lean into what, what feels right. And on, on entrepreneurship, um, do something. If, if, you, if, if starting a business and going that route is something you're interested in, do something each day, uh, baby steps, but move the needle in some way, shape or form each day. To me, that feels really doable. And I always remind myself of that advice when it all feels like it's too much is just make some progress every day. Just keep swimming. Yep. That's exactly right. <laughs> Katie, thank you so much for being on the show today. Of course. I'm so appreciative um, of the opportunity. I'm so glad we got to chat. I really enjoyed the conversation. Um, and I'm hoping you all get the chance to try Bellywelly bars. Go to bellywelly.com, check out their Instagram page. And of course, stay tuned for more Elevate Your Brand coming up next. Mm -hmm.